baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Just like you. Unbelievable. The full cast is in do. studio. Old Roy, Trisha, and Till myself. It's the first time in like a month. Yeah. And the band is back together. Yeah. yeah. And it feels so good. I should have said the line before that because that sounded a little weird. Reunited. And it feels so good. Not just it feels so good. I said some weird stuff last week, man. I'm going to have to go back Just over last that. week? Just last week, yeah. <laughs> Most week. of the time, it's fine. I know. <laughs> you said something weird to me yesterday. You, okay, the, Roy, Roy, the question, when did you stop beating your wife? Yeah. There, there is no answer to that question. You are set up for failure. Right. Trisha comes into my office yesterday and goes, how sad are you about R. Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sad about the R. Kelly thing? Like, <laughs> like wait a minute. There is no answer. <clears throat> I'm not sad at all about R. Kelly. Have you seen this? No, I have you not. Haven't, you've missed everything. I've been unplugged. R. Kelly sentenced to 30 years in federal sex crimes case. So I, I'm assuming this is when he was with underage girls and stuff. He also had a habit of, there was like a whole documentary where he had a habit of basically grooming and kidnapping and keeping women locked in his apartment for years at a time. Like multiple women have come out and said, um, I was cut off from my family. My parents get, couldn't get me out of there. He wouldn't let me leave. I think it was pretty serious. Whoa. Yeah. That's, I, I, I okay, my exposure to that was probably like, 15 years ago, South Park did an episode about R. Kelly. When he peed on somebody, there was a whole pee yeah. scandal. So he was locked, he was like keeping people in his I apartment? I think he had multiple young women that he wouldn't let leave the apartment. Oh, they were underage. I don't know the age. I don't know that. I'm not going to say that they were for sure underage. See, because it seems to me. I think there me... was a grooming thing. There were some grooming accusations Ooh. and then they did a whole documentary on it. Did about... you watch it? At the time, I think I might have. This has been years ago. Okay. This is not new information. No, I mean, this He's is been like a slime ball for a long time. Anytime R. Kelly's it's in the news. It's weird how upset you are about his sentencing, it's actually. Never, it's, never, it's never because R. Kelly's I Think I Can Fly, fly is in the news. I Believe I Can Fly? I, yeah, that one. That's actually a great song. <laughs> I Think I Can Fly. It's terrible. I thought this was handled a long time ago. I actually did, it too. It should have been. I, yeah. yeah, I'm surprised that this is still going on. I thought this he'd been in jail for a while. I have no idea. Uh, but apparently I'm sad about it on some level. And if I had to put it at a level, I'd put it at a one because I'm not sad about it at all. Uh, other stories of the week. That would though, be a zero then. God dang it. <laughs> dang it. <laughs> See, Roy, she's so good at this. You should have been a lawyer. I should have been a lawyer. <laughs> um, I, this one, here's a weird turn. Uh, what do you think about R. Kelly to what's up with NATO? Uh, <laughs> NATO. I know, NATO, what about right? NATO? What about that? NATO. NATO formally invites Sweden and Finland to join. Thoughts? Start with you, Olroy. Oh, boy. I think I know your thoughts. That's why I ask. I I'm not a fan of NATO. Um, 
I don't have strong feelings one way or the other about Finland. Yeah. Um, what about Ukraine? Should Ukraine join NATO? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> is that still going on? The this whole is Ukraine like the R. Kelly question for me. When yeah. I bring up NATO for you, it's oh. like, whoo. Oh, Roy, are you sad about NATO? <laughs> yeah. Shark NATO. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Man, if we did promos for this show, that'd be one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sad about NATO? Only shark NATO. Solid. Had to say it again. It's so solid. Uh, no, I bring up the question because <laughs> it just seems like, and I, I don't know whether these countries joining NATO is really the point or not, but uh, it does seem as if we are creating two different worlds. We're creating a Western world and we're creating an Eastern world. And we are separating them out as much as we possibly can. And I'm not saying that it's it's anybody's... I'm, some of that is Biden's fault because so many things leading up, to, and Europe's, Western Europe's, leading up to this thing, there were so many ways that we could have avoided this war. But okay, now we're in it. Now what do we do? We're we're now pushing Russia to befriend China and India, and none of those countries even like each other, but they're all working together because they hate us worse, mm -hmm. the common enemy thing. That just concerns me. Thanks for adding your thoughts, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played Porky Pig a, a bit for uh, Roy earlier, and I'm doing that all morning with all these different vignettes and stuff and i think they're a lot of fun but the the pop culture conversation we were having trisha was about how much america's changed and we both decided that we thought patriotism became uncool in the 90s agree or disagree i don't know that i was really had my thumb on the pulse of oh, that's true the country in the 90s you were like a baby i was a baby, <laughs> a baby. i do know that there is there's it seems uncool now. It seems we've gotten to a point where it's definitely not mainstream, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I told Roy, coming off of Mount Rushmore, was like, oh, this is what used to be celebrated across America all the time. Like on TV mm -hmm. and everywhere, up until somewhere around the mid-90s, it just wasn't cool anymore. Another weird story. Go, well, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, just one more point before we move from that. It's almost like flying the American flag has been associated in mainstream culture with uh, being uneducated or being um, a white supremacist. I think there's some some it, there's a there's a correlation in the minds of of the masses that if you are proud of your country, you're also a racist, which I don't know when that shift happened, but that's crazy and sad. That's a, that's terrible. Yeah. I mean, that seems like that's way down the road from... It didn't start there, <clears throat> but that's where it is but now. But doesn't that seem where it, like it yeah. is now? Well, at least, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I would always say <clears throat> that the American flag represents, oh, you must be a white nationalist, but it definitely represents conservatism. Like, I don't ever see a flag <clears throat> and like hanging out somebody, inside somebody's house. I would never drive by somebody's house and think... Well, that person probably is a racist, but I would think that they're, they're probably a conservative. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I don't think that's my personal bias. I think that's what people think now. If you have an American flag on your car or a pin on your shirt or something, I think regardless, the majority of the country would look at that person and say, yeah, you probably at least lean right, right? Yeah, that would be my assumption. Well, I think the 
during the Trump administration, there was a concerted effort to link patriotism to Trumpism. Certainly. Yeah, definitely. And so by association, Trump is bad. So therefore, if you have a flag, you must support Trump and therefore you're bad. And so I think in a roundabout way, it got to where you were saying, Tricia, where the... For some people in the media, I think that the the flag is equated with this nationalism or or white supremacy yeah. or whatever it is they're trying to say. Trump no, supporters. Are. No, I do think Trish is right in saying that. I just think that that's that may not be the majority of America thinking that, but there are definitely factions of people now who just automatically assume that. Mm-hmm. It, would you? Is it safe to say, as we kind of conclude here too? that Clinton was the last Democrat president that the mainstream kind of comedy world made fun of? I I think so. I, I am... They definitely but, made fun but, of Bush. Yeah. They definitely made fun of Trump. <clears throat> yeah, I think it was, it was a softer comedy. I mean, they... It was the sex scandal stuff. Right. I mean, it was... It was just a comedy gold mine, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so it was. It was like <laughs> yeah, him right up for that exactly. <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't mock him in a weird way because it was was a Daryl Hammond that did him on Saturday Night Live. It, it was. It was almost. Yeah, they were making fun of him for being a womanizer and for yeah all of that, but it was almost. I, I don't want to say they in in a admiration, but it, it wasn't v- vindictive or vicious like some of the yeah. It seemed like the they comedy really... against Republicans has been historically. It's just it's mean. Well, I mean, we certainly saw that with Trump mm-hmm. on full display. But I thought even at, when I was in early college, now nine eleven changed that for a little bit, but then the Iraq War changed it right back, where the the attacks on Bush became all about policy instead of comedy because it used to be about the personality you'd attack the personality you know the the george hw bush stuff was all about he was kind of like this wrinkly old like mm-hmm. guy who <laughs> walk around and like say read my lips and stuff you know and it was it was a, well it was an attack on it's always been from a comedy standpoint to to paint republicans as stupid they did it with Reagan. Um, they did it with Quayle. They, they certainly did it with Quayle. They did it with Bush. I see. I don't remember it as much with Reagan. I'm not saying that that wasn't there, but it's. I think we're talking about it was there in very light fashion, and it's just gotten so deep that they have actually forgotten the comedy now. Right. Because that's what our complaint was for four years with Trump, and still mm-hmm. is that. Because have you seen anybody do a good comedy bit about Biden? No. I haven't seen a thing. No, they won't touch it. Well, the Obama administration, Obama's presidency, the historic nature of it and the celebration of it, I think, kind of put a halt to... It was like nobody wanted to touch it because he was the first black president. mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Trump was the exact opposite. It was... They went, like, full in on it. So now... the first white president? 
Yeah. No, he was he was the I mean, he was what came out of the celebration of Obama's presidency. He was the like the yin to the yang of that presidency. So I think it was we don't touch this presidency because we love this and we won't touch it. But we are against this by the just by the fact that this is in our minds the opposite of it. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how much Lauren Michaels and SNL controls our culture. Yeah, like a popular it's a pretty good opinion. mirror, isn't it, mm-hmm. for what's going on? But I think it's you can see his politics throughout our entire country. Yeah, as they as in their skits and the way they do their characters and the way that 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 show is cast, and it kind of resonates everywhere. Okay, thought experiment, and then we gotta end on this. If Lorne Michaels was an avowed centrist, not even a, a conservative, mm-hmm. but he was just like comedy first. I really want to respect the the art. And he had decided going into, let's say, out of George W. Bush into Obama, we're going to treat Obama the same as we did George W. Bush. If he had decided that and the show kind of did that, are we living in a different environment today? Do you think he had that much power? I think it, I think it influenced other comedy shows to where the comedy shows are a lot of young people's source of news. Yeah. They go to Colbert and they go to Kimmel and mm-hmm. and even before that it was uh uh what's his name on the Daily Show who was on there before John Stewart. John Stewart was kinda Craig Kilborn. Yeah. <laughs> Craig Kilborn. <laughs> um yeah, I think it influenced it's not just Saturday Night Live, but it that's sort of I think has bled over into the other late night comedy shows and now everybody thinks that their opinion matters and it's less about comedy yeah and more about influencing the culture well we'll break on old roy referring to the youngsters all watching jimmy kimmel <laughs> we'll be right back more weekends america just like you always do get more at 971talk.com hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.